Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with VidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos to YouTube reach by studying titles, descriptions, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. This is going to be a different episode because usually we're talking about like individual stories, but right now we're talking about a killer solution to help you get to some goals and stuff. So I'm so excited to have Sarah on the podcast to like break these things down. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Desiree. Great to be here. I'm very excited. Like always, why video? Why video for me? I have a master's degree in new media studies, which back when new media was still new, um, YouTube was on the rise and video was such a salient form of communication that um, we built a, a, there was a master's program kind of built around that communication theory and, and how video fit into that. And it is, it is the key way that people are communicating today and it's not going away. So I, I love it and I'm ready to embrace it and all the and all the creators who have embraced it as well. All right. So Abby, you are Abby. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah, you are not a creator yourself. So tell us why are you on the pod today? So I'm Sarah McNabb, Chief Marketing Officer at Gigastar, um, which I've had a 20 plus year career in financial technology marketing in the securities brokerage trading software and financial marketing spaces here in Chicago. And I joined Gigastar a little over a year ago. So my bachelor's degree is in illustration and my master's degree, as I mentioned, is in new media studies. So as a traditional hobby artist who dabbled in video production uh, for my master's and for hobby, the plight of creators is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, my husband is actually a full-time podcaster and content creator. So when I joined Gigastar, I came in with the built-in desire to help empower creators uh, kind of already hardwired in. Um, so Gigastar's mission um, is to fuel human creativity by empowering creators and fans to grow as partners in a shared success. So that's, it's kind of like my life has been building up to this, this moment of joining uh, a force that will help propel creators. And it's, it's amazing. I mean, there's so many questions and so many things. First, I just love your story and your journey. I love that your husband's a full-time podcaster. I know it's a new journey for him to be full-time and all the things that you are getting to do. And it's just, it's so cool. Okay, so what does it mean to support creators? So what does Gigastar do? Why why do we care? Like what is like sure. why why did I find it significant enough for to bring you here and talk about this? <laughs> Absolutely. 
So what we've developed is a platform called Gigastar Market, where fans can invest in their favorite YouTube creators and share a percentage of that channel's future revenue. Um, they get exclusive perks and they can support the creator in a meaningful way as a strategic investor. So what makes us different from uh, platforms like, like Patreon or, or Kickstarter or anything like that is that we are an SEC registered crowdfunding platform. So we've gone through the whole uh, regulatory jungle to come out the other side and provide a streamlined experience. So uh, YouTube creators can essentially IPO. And by monetizing future revenue, they can raise funds to grow their channel, launch product, pay off debt, whatever they want to do with that. So they're bringing future revenue forward to them as a, a nice piece of capital that they can use. Okay. And, at this, and at the same time, they're um, in, engaging with fans in a new way. Okay. So there's a lot of things out, I think, in this space when we talk about like brands and stuff, they're doing all these different things around creator funding. We have Jelly Smack, we have Spotter, we have Creative Juice, um, Oversubscribe, all that kind of stuff. What, like, what is, where does Gigasar sit as being separate from that? I know you said that it's like an IPO for being a creator individually. So like, if like, like Target's publicly traded or Starbucks is publicly traded or any of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. People can buy shares in it. But it, with this, this is me as a creator individually. How is this different than like Spotter or Jelly Smack, like licensing my content or having a membership and all stuff and, and ease our minds into like how this works since it's such a new kind of concept? Yeah. So in comparison, in comparing uh, Gigastar to those other uh, platforms that you mentioned, none of those other platforms are SEC Securities and Exchange Commission registered as a registered crowdfunding platform. Uh, they may uh, operate under other titles like Reg D without getting into too many of the technical terms, but we are the only um, crowdfunding, registered crowdfunding platform on the market today that we know of that we've seen within the market landscape that can help creators provide a private securitized revenue share offering. Uh, and this is not like doing the back catalog thing. And this is not doing the loan thing. Okay. Um, but this is doing a, uh, a long-term revenue share partnership between the creators and the fans. And this is, this is new. And this is the primary market that we're building. And we're also working on a secondary market. So in the future, fans, if they choose to, to trade those shares, those revenue shares, on the secondary market, they'll be able to do that. It's very oh, much, cool. you think of it kind of like a little bit like the stock market. Okay. Okay. So we work with our fans or people who want to invest in creators to give up a percentage of our business. What does that mean? What does it entail? What obligations do we have as creators to our investors? Sure. It is a legal a legally binding agreement and what gigastar does is we would assign like a creator success manager to help the creator walk them through a set there's a few sets of agreements and so we'll set up an llc we'll register mm -hmm. that llc so we'll register this llc for the creator and um, make sure that all of those digitized documents are explained in is detail this 
is this LLC separate from like maybe an existing, like I, I already yes. have an LLC for my business and actually I'm an S corp. So it's, it's considered a separate business. Yes. This would be set up as a completely new LLC for this particular offering. Okay. Yep. So you're, if you have an existing LLC and you want that LLC to be designated as manager of this new LLC, that's also possible. Okay, cool. Yeah. And right, so, yeah. And so we'll, we'll help set up all the paper, get, get everything um, set up, the paperwork explained, completed, filed with the SEC. And ultimately what that comes down to is uh, the creation of what's called Form C, which is the big long offering memorandum. And that is publicly placed on the offering page for the creator. And that, that is the, that is the big, you know, the big Papa legal document uh, in which everybody needs to read in order to understand the, the risks and disclosures and things like that. Um, but we try and make the whole experience and the whole onboarding process as light as possible for the creator. I mean, creators have so much to do already. We don't want to, we don't want this to be another job, right? We don't want this to be just another, another thing. And that's why, our team has really tried to make it uh, pain-free as possible in the setup. And we, we kind of step-by-step -step coach uh, the creator and, and how they can talk about it because it is a securities offering and there's regulatory rules around how they can and can't speak about it. But we, we provide all that coaching and make it really, really easy. Okay. So when we say words like giving up, our brand, our creative control. That sounds very scary. What does that actually look like? And what reassurances do we have to still mean, especially to maintain control of our creative process and the creative that we are producing? So that's an excellent question. And when you think about uh, like a board of directors is really a board of directors with a share and a, and a company can tell them what to do and all that. That's not like this at all. Okay. Um, so the fans, the investors who purchase the revenue shares don't have a say in what happens to the content or which direction it should go. They are just purchasing rights to a revenue share percentage. They are not purchasing the ability to have control or have any say over the channel whatsoever. Okay. Now, then as an investor for lack of a better word, like what's the point? Like if I'm investing in this, I know like when we invest in companies, like we buy stocks in like Amazon or Tesla or whatever range that is, we don't have say over what the company does or, or how they think is very like, but what is the point of investing in such as in like a smaller individual or creator as, as an investor? Like what's that incentive? Sure. So we've done a lot of research and we've talked to a lot of both fans and creators and our initial business hypothesis was that um, fans want to support creators. They want to support them in a meaningful way. But we also want to be able to have those fans get returns for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so if a fan invests in a creator in a revenue share percentage of their channel, they are going to see monthly returns. They're going to receive a, a monthly payout. And as an investor of a channel, imagine that there's thousands of them. Now mm -hmm. all of these investors are really 
wanting to see this channel grow so that their percentage will get bigger because that's tied to the growth of the channel and how much the channel earns. So if I invest in a channel, you can bet I'm going to be sharing that channel. I'm going to be talking about it. I'm going to be commenting. I'm going to be watching all the ads um, because I want that channel to grow because it's also, it's not only do I love that channel and its content, but it's going to benefit me in the end too. I'm going to get yeah. a bigger return just as that channel grows. So it's kind of a, a sharing in, in, in success in like a win-win framework. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, what are the reasons I would do this as a creator? Like, what is it that the arts and motivations or reasons that someone would want to give up some sort of creative control of their channel or not creative control, um, some of like their income or future income for the, like, what are the reasons to do this? Sure. So I'm going to break it into a couple of different categories. So why would a, why would a growing channel want to do this? Okay. The first reason is that they can raise funds that they can okay. use to reinvest in their, in their channel. So if they need to buy equipment, uh, shoot on a different location, uh, you know, whatever it is that they need to do, you know, maybe even if it's just paying off student debt, buying a car, whatever it is that they can use uh, to help their lifestyle and keep going as a creator. Uh, so mm -hmm. that would be, that would be kind of the first one. So they would get those, they would be able to collect on uh, future revenue up front instead of waiting years and years to be able to save for, you know, new equipment or traveling. Uh -huh. The second thing is that, you know, it's more meaningful to, uh, it's a more meaningful way to grow than asking family for money or taking out a traditional loan. Um, this is tapping into an audience that, that believes in them and that loves them. So it's, it's, it feels more authentic and it also gives those fans a way to receive perks and returns as well. And the motivated fans uh, who are investing will potentially trigger the YouTube algorithm. If you have thousands of investors who are um, interested in sharing your channel, that could get, could get picked up to be exposed to a larger audience. And the second group, why would a successful channel that's already making money want to do this? And the pressure to innovate and do new things and keep leveling up your game, you know, that's that pressure is, is across the board and it's never been greater in the creator economy. So um, even having a revenue share offering in which the whole idea of doing the raise is to then turn and put that money into some sort of activity for the fans or a way to give back to allow the creator to look like a hero to the fan, to be that hero to the fans um, that is definitely an attractive um, reason to have a successful channel come on board and list with Gigastar Market. But it also, you know, again, will help those, those fans participate as, as strategic investors and intimate channel promoters, um, you know, maybe even a little bit of bragging rights, uh, so to speak. So like if, if there's a big creator uh, who's doing a listing on Gigastar Market and somebody uh, purchases revenue share, right? They can, they can talk about it to their friends. They can say, well, I'm, 
you know, I invested in this creator. I'm supporting this creator. I, you know, so they are in a way a super fan. So there's. It almost seems like the incentive to continue to support the creator never goes away. Like a Patreon, like you could like get sick of it and be like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Or even like when you sign up for like channel memberships or you subscribe and hit the bell on a creator, like there's still a level of like eventually the interest, the need can die off with a lot of people. But if, if, a, if fans have financially invested in a creator, they should continue to support and invest in that creator because it helps with their financial investment and their payouts. Exactly. Exactly. Now we're talking about payouts. Is it monthly? This like how like the AdSense comes in monthly. So I get like a little something, something every, every month from the AdSense for, for the percentage that I get for my, based on my investment. Yeah. So after an offering closes on Gigastar market, it's about, uh, it's about 30 days uh, after that offering closes and exactly to what you said every month, like about the time of the month when the AdSense revenue would hit, that's when the fans who invest would see a payout. Okay. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to the womenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to it. I think a great thing for us to do is to pull up a case study. So I have one from you guys that you guys did. Um, and this is with the channel Clear Value Tax, which is owned by a gentleman named Brian Kim. So tell us about his channel and why it is that he decided to do this. So Brian Kim, actually, our, as our first creator, he was interested in being a hero for his fans and giving back. And so as kind of a... a, a Stepping into the waters of, of Gigastar Market, he offered uh, 1x of his channel. So he essentially was looking to raise $60,000 in which he can give that kind of that will go back into uh, the fans' pockets as monthly returns. Okay, so and, we're looking at it right here, right? Yeah. Okay. And so when the offering opened, he sold out in an hour. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So he, he, um, he offered up. So what we have as far as like the digital representation of the channel uh, revenue sharing rights, those are called channel revenue tokens. So those are just, those aren't NFTs. These are just digital representations um, that house the revenue share units as securities. Mm -hmm. So he offered up three different tiers, gold, platinum, and diamond of at different price points, different percentages of these CRTs. And wow, was the, was, was the, the demand overwhelming. It was about an hour he sold out 
and they were all gone. Now, how many subscribers at the time and did he have on his channel? Um, at the time of his channel, I can tell you that he, because this is also a term that we have to, that we, that we list as part of the offering is a, facts about his channel. Yeah. So at the time, his subscribers were at 1.75 million. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then when this offering opened, we immediately saw an influx of uh, uh, like 7,700 new Gigastar Market accounts open that could that were clamoring to participate in this drop. And okay. and not not everybody had a chance to participate, which was, you know we were seeing the disappointment and we were hearing it and everything. And Brian was hearing it. And funny enough, he just recently closed his second offering. Actually his second offering closed yesterday. And so he had such a good experience with this first listing, this first job that he decided he was going to put up an additional percentage of his channel he was going to open the door a little wider. Okay. I love that we have things like his YouTube channel experience, a 10% increase in watch time. Um, I love that there was a wait list, an investor wait list for it. Now from this, just for like a little bit of like gigastar bragging, right? It's, there were 7,700 new gigastart market accounts created for future drops that you guys have done since then how many of these people have decided to invest in other creators, even if they like maybe mm -hmm. didn't, weren't, weren't hit Brian's. Excellent question. And this is, this is a really cool data point that we are tracking and have been following since, uh, since Brian's kind mm -hmm. of was the first big one to come in. We were wondering how many of these other investors, how many of Brian's investors would invest in the next drop and then creating that network effect and that buildup effect, we are mm -hmm. seeing Desiree about 20% of repeat investors. Okay. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because some way, why do you think it is? I don't want to make any assumptions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there's a few reasons. Um, the first reason is that uh, the compelling idea of participating as an as an investor in the creator economy, I think this is a, as an idea is, is really exciting people. And the second thing is it just so happens that the first, uh, you know, four out of five drops that we had are in the financial space. Uh, the financial community is, is pretty tight. And I think there may have been some crossover, uh, either crossover fans and subscribers or the fact that financial savvy fans are more apt to invest when they, mm -hmm. when they can kind of see what the opportunity is and, um, uh, and participate. And yeah, we've, we've been keeping very close tabs on the amount and it's been a, a roughly 20%. We've been seeing 20%. And I imagine that that's going to go up as mm -hmm. more people open accounts on Gigastar Market. 
Okay, so I'm gonna I'm just I'm screenshotting. So if you guys are listening, um, just know that we have the recording for this that you can go watch on Spotify. Um, just because I'm pulling up things from the website where I had their case studies where you can find it. And of course, we'll have the links to everything in our show notes. But they also have an option on their website where you can explore their offerings um, as a fan versus a creator. And you said they've had five. So we can see the clear the clear value one. He's had two. His first goal was 60K and his second goal was 720K. That's right. And his did he, did he hit this goal? He hit it in four hours. Oh my Atlanta. <laughs> uh, right. We were we were watching and everybody's everybody on you know the Gigasar team is watching this happen and everybody's just like, holy cow, our eyes were just so big. And we were just we were in like a drop war room watching this. And we mm -hmm. just it was just amazing. It was it was it was like watching a rocket take off. Um, That's so cool. We, we had no idea that, you know, yes, his first his first drop sold out in an hour, but we had no idea that this second drop would have so many other people, so many people waiting and lined up at the door. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of people who couldn't participate in the first drop. Boy, did they come for this one. It was it was amazing. He was incredibly happy about it. We were incredibly happy about it. It was mm -hmm. it was fantastic. Now I'm pulling up another one too. Is this the Schlub family? Schlub family? The Schlub family. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they are. Um, I'm guessing just like a family creators. And when you you can read about when you go into the thing, you can read about each one of these drops. So they had these other financial ones. And I wanted to explore one that wasn't a financial one. This is a family one. Mm -hmm. So it looks like they had over seven hundred thousand new subscribers for a channel that had launched only eight months ago. And they and yes. then. They bring in a total of, well, sorry, they have a total of 1.37 million subscribers. Um, they also have the other social platforms that they have success on, like 52 million on TikTok, 2.1 million on Instagram, but that they're focused on YouTube. And then you have here, they had 3,000 tokens available with three tiers. They're giving away a total of 10% of their channel revenue. The, um, and then they had like their funding goal and then the max offering amount, which did they reach their max offering amount? They didn't quite reach their max offering amount. Um, they they did they did exceed their funding goal. I believe when it when everything shook out, it was uh, uh, roughly sixty five thousand that they okay. met. Um, this particular this particular creator was starting to move his uh, trying to move his efforts from. Uh, from TikTok over to YouTube mm -hmm. to, to build more traction and, and grow, continue growing that channel. And so this, uh, this race was intended really for hiring. So hiring other team members to come on and help focus on, on the YouTube channel. I and love so, that. Yeah. So it was really strategic, really, um, really thought, thought through as far as like what, what the funds were going to be used for, and um, like for long-term planning and using it to invest, reinvest in the channel. And I think what I love a lot when you look at this is like, it's not, it's like the, it's like the creator way to invest, right? It's not just you give me money and I give you money back with time and then some more. It's not only are you getting money, but you're also getting access, right? Mm -hmm. So within each of these levels, they have invite to a private discord. You get a 30 minute AMA group zone a discount on merch, you get invited to a private discord again, you get 
exclusive free merch, exclusive disc, uh, discord role. So it's like you get these extra like community benefits in addition to a financial reward, which I think is just showing a level of support for the community that you would never see like on wall street. Exactly. And one of the other creators that we had listed, um, stock Mo, his goal was to use the funds raised to put together a, a private, privately, a private portfolio that now his new little investment community could manage together in Discord. So as one of the uh, goals for the raise, really to reinvest in that community in a, in a more intimate way, um, it's really cool. It's really cool to see how creators are getting a uh, very inventive with, with how they want to engage their fans and um, what perks they want to offer. As you can see, uh, Stockmo has a, a lot of different perks and mm -hmm. uh, some other creators may have fewer. And that's, that's com it's completely up to the creator to decide as part of the offering. We don't, you know, we're here to guide, but we can't tell the creator you have to have, you know, this many perks. We just, oh. we want them to be able to, to come up with that. With Stockmo too, I think it's cool. Like when you look at the platform and you can see if you, if you're, for those of you that are listening, there's a gold, a platinum, a diamond. So to opt into Stockmo's, it was $60 for the gold and you got 0.0015% of the company. And then the platinum, it was $240 and you got 0.0062%. And with diamond, it was $960 and it was 0.0246% from the revenue rights for the token. Now, what's cool with what they've shown here is how many they've sold. So of the gold, they sold 744. Of the platinum one, they they sold 687. Like that is probably only about 60 to 70 like people difference. And then the diamond one, which obviously had like a, almost quadruple the price point, they still had 188 people that had bought into it. So these are people that really understand like if you look at it, like who their demographic is, is people invest who are financially investment savvy. So they were looking to like make bigger investments for long-term gain and being able to have all of the data and information. It just seems like the kind of thing that you would want to invest in. I think it also shows so much um, longevity and stability of like YouTube AdSense. Like this is, kind of for the fans from a fan perspective, there's a level of risk with this because you're kind of really hoping YouTube's not changing their ad model or their ad revenue model. You're really hope you're really hoping that ads are going to improve and get better and people are going to buy into them more. Like right now we are in a down ad economy. Like that's mm -hmm. just kind of like where we are. We all know that. Yeah. Um, we know that there, there's multiple ways to make money. There's all these kinds of things, but it's really just one of those things that's just super interesting to show that like this is SCC backed and that it has VC investment and then fans who are investing in it too shows like investing as a creator into YouTube has, I think the most staying power and earning power. We, we, we know this, but this, this is, this is that idea of like, um, it adds so much validity, right. To being a YouTuber from like a financial standpoint. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, Gigastar has, we've gone through, uh, you know, our seed and pre-seed round 
and we were able to raise 4.8 million and we're currently just starting our series A round um, so that we're looking to continue to build on um, scaling, you know, scaling our team, our processes, building the, um, you know, the next iteration of, of the platform to just keep making it a better and better user experience. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, launching the secondary market so that creators and fans can continue, you know, keeping that market and I love that. And that's so great. So sorry okay. for episode. I know we're getting really into it, but are you looking for a powerful, easy to use tool that can help you take your video to the next level? If so, I've got just the tool for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one solution for all of your content creation needs. With Adobe Express, you can easily create stunning videos, design eye-catching thumbnails, clip and trim your videos with ease, and schedule your content for social media. One of the standout features of Adobe Express is the range of thumbnail templates that are available. With dozens of customizable templates to choose from, you can create thumbnails that are both visually appealing, informative, and help your videos stand out on that crowded home feed of YouTube. And when it comes to video clipping, it makes it so much easier to repurpose your content from those long form videos to all of the other vertical video platforms. And you can easily share them with the scheduling tool within Adobe Express. So if you're ready to take your content creation to the next level, head over to Adobe Express and start your free trial today. You can find the link to get signed up for today over in our show notes at womenofvideo.com. And remember, Adobe Express is the perfect tool for taking your content to the next episode. All right, back to the episode. Okay. So we've talked a lot about like how Gigastar works and all this kind of stuff. Let's talk about this from a getting started sort of perspective. What are some of our qualifiers to join Gigastar to do a drop? So when a creator wants to list on Gigastar, there is there's some creator requirements that we look to hopefully have them meet. So um, there's an apply for a drop form on the Gigastar website. And we do list these these five key thresholds for initial acceptance with us on that as well, but I can talk through them real quick. So overall, channel, the channel minimum threshold that we're looking for is um, a minimum of 12 months of revenue. That's a $30,000 minimum annual YouTube revenue. So, um, and that excludes sponsorship and brand deal revenue. Okay. And, you know, typically at least 25,000 channel subscribers has kind of been a little bit of the baseline. And then we'll put them through, uh, you know, we'll invite, invite them through a, a creator interview and we'll talk with them and try to find out what their personal goals are and what their plans are so that we can understand if they're hoping to consistently, at least consistently create for the next, you know, year. Um, and of course, we hope that their content uh, meets YouTube's monetization guidelines as well. And then once um, once we're satisfied there, we'll do a financial verification, which just means that we connect our API with view access to their YouTube channel just to make sure that the numbers line up. We do a bad actor check, which is a regulatory compliance um, requirement, and then yeah, and an integrity check, which is just kind of uh, an overall, you know, do uh, do the creators, are the creators' intentions good? 
Um, obviously, we we are not interested in taking on creators who promote hate speech or anything like that. So we want to make sure that it's a safe and welcoming community. Yeah. And then once creators pass kind of those checkpoints, we can onboard them to the platform, which is a process that typically takes uh, two to three weeks. Okay. All right. So the what does Gigastar do to help the creator get investors? So really great question. And we get that question a lot. So the, Giga, the Gigastar platform itself, if you think about it as a growing database of ready-made investors. So as each drop comes on, those creators are bringing us a fresh set of investors. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, with our data point of seeing at least, you know, 20% of those reinvesting as that database grows, that number is going to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, when a creator lists and is ready to kind of tell the world about their drop and invite people to come to their drop, we help provide with, provide them with some, some marketing guidance. So there's two videos that we ask them to create. The first video goes on their offering page and is part of their, their offering document. And that is really them speaking to their potential investors, mm-hmm. talking about the terms, talking about why they're doing this in a very um, you know, one-to-one way. And the other video is the one that they would post publicly to their YouTube channel. Um, it can be short. It can be a, a, a short ad. We have, um, you know, pre, pre-approved kind of guidelines that they can follow to say, hey, guys, I'm doing something really big. You should go check it out. And then they direct them to the offering page. That's really the, the most compliant way to do it, the safest way to do it so that there's nothing, um, there's no missteps or miss of them misspeaking or guaranteeing returns or anything like that, that, of course, they can't use superlatives. But it's um, one of those things that we also will post their drop to our social media, but we also send out a drop alert email to all the investors in that database. And that's when the influx tends to happen. Okay. I love that. Now, what ongoing support do Gigastar creators get after their drop? So we, we are, we are in it for the long haul. We are a partner Um, Of course, because it is a securities offering, there are um, financial reportings that need to happen every year and we'll do that for the creator. Mm -hmm. So we we stay in the picture. And what we're hoping to be able to do within the next year is to also put together really an accelerator type of database of resources Mm -hmm. that we can make available to creators as a a supporting library, you know, give them uh, discounts on things, set up partnerships, be able to connect them with the resources that they need so that they can keep doing what they love. Mm-hmm. I love all of this. I think this is so great. So what advice do you have for creators? Like we know what our goals are to get to. We want to do this. Are there any other common like hesitations or things that come up that we haven't really like touched on? So one of the things that I would, I would encourage creators to do is just check out our website, check out, you know, learn about it. We try and put out as much 
subject matter expertise and learning resources and educational resources to talk openly about not just the opportunities, but the risks and um, clearly the, the opportunity to participate in something that we think is going to potentially push uh, the creator economy into a, a completely different, different bracket. What we're hoping to do is turn creators into a new asset class, an investable asset class, so that the whole world, as individuals, anyone age, age 18 or over, can invest in these creators and to help them and to, to show that they believe in them in a meaningful way, but also get something back. Well, I think this is great. Like I, I, I brought this to all of y'all listening because you know that my favorite thing about being a creator besides impacting and educating people's lives is making money doing it. And I've always been very transparent about that. I, I, I think the people that are like, I do it because I love it. Like they must, <laughs> I don't know how they do that because, um, I need to make a, I need to make a living because my time is valid because I have a family. I know that a lot of people are like that. And I know that one of the things that is kind of annoying about some of these opportunities is you have to have like those followings, like the combination of having 25,000 subscribers and 30,000, $35,000 of annual revenue. Is that what you said? Um, roughly 30,000 a year. Yeah, 30,000 a year in annual revenue seems like incredibly impossible. Like even for me, I do not qualify for this as a creator right now. I think because of the AdSense world that we are currently living in, I'm probably, even before then, I was making like 12,000 a year in AdSense. So that's not, we would think about from an investment perspective, that's not what people want to see really, right? Mm -hmm. So finding those people is, and being one of those people can be very difficult. But I think what's great about this this is the thing that I love the most is it doesn't, I don't have to be a creator doing a drop. I can be someone that wants to support creators mm -hmm. and get a financial return back. Um, this is not me giving it financial advice. This is not me pressuring you. Like this is my like wild disclaimer for it. I do, however, know that one of the things that all big investors and people that do this better say you should invest in things, you know, Mm -hmm. And I know right. YouTube, I know the creator economy. This is something I am six years deep into. And I think this is a great way to test a new way to invest my money. And that's what I really loved about this. Cause it wasn't that even if I didn't qualify, there was still a way for me to make money from this. This is literally a give a little and you could gain and get a lot back. And so I think that that is what I, I like so much about this um, for all of us as creators is that it kind of both are options for you, depending on where you are in your creator journey. So we're going to have links to everything that we've talked about today, the case studies where you can apply if you want to do that, like where you can learn more about it from a fan perspective and, if, and like all of that, we're going to have links set in our show notes so that you can check it out, which you can find the show notes over at womenofvideo.com or also in the notes for like Spotify or Amazon or Apple, wherever you listen to this. Um, so we can do this, Sarah, any closing thoughts, words, anything like that? Um, the only other thing I would add to kind of what you were saying as far as like investing in what you know and, and what you love the cool thing about investing in YouTube creators is that it's considered an alternative investment, which means this is an investment that's not necessarily tied to the normal stock markets, the S&P. So it's not correlated. So whatever happens with the larger economy 
it should hopefully have less uh, of a, any sort of negative impact on, on creators. As we saw, we saw a huge explosion of successful creators during the pandemic, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you had the world kind of going crazy, but then you have this, this spike in opportunity. And we just, we think that's going to, you know, just open doors for, for both creators and, and the fans who are looking to invest in what they know. So, um, yeah, I, I loved speaking with you and I would encourage everyone to just have a, have a look at Gigastar and, um, you know, see if it's, if it's a journey you'd like to join. I love it. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for your time, for sharing this new and different way for us to be creators and make money as individuals and creators. You are possibly amazing along with everyone that is listening. Until next week, peace. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. 